echo chambers. The concept of surrounding yourself with those who are of the same cloth, those who speak the same ideologies, those who believe in the same ideas. Facebook has vested interest in catering echo chambers to us because it keeps us on the page longer. Now, of course, there's an argument to be made that could go along the way of, well, if you find an objectionist, you're going to stick around too because you have an opinion and you want to go to battle to make sure that your opinion reigns supreme. But Facebook has never been one to go for confrontation. They capitalize on kumbaya, on let's surround ourselves with those who are like-minded. That goes for the left as it goes for the right. There's very little middle ground anymore. There's very little consensus anymore. It is my opinion versus your opinion, not my opinion and your opinion. Let's learn from one another. It is always in stark contrast. Fast forward to where we are today. The political climate, the human climate, it is a representation of echo chambers and those reign supreme who understand how to best capitalize on those echo chambers. The left seems to fall victim to the notion that I've protested, I've made my voice heard, therefore I've done enough, whereas the right doubles down by actually placing a check mark on their ballot. The differences are stark. The right protests less and reacts more. And one of the reasons, and it just really became apparent with Elizabeth Warren's tweet today, go out, Massachusetts, and vote today. This is the true spirit of democracy. The right in Virginia, vote Ed Gillespie because he's going to be tough on crime. MS-13 is going to get its ass kicked and he's strong for veterans. The language differences in how their demographics are addressed could not be any more different. There is kumbaya, if you will, again. There is safeguarding. There is a big verbal hug coming from the left. And on the right, it's, oh my God, if you don't do this, you're going to get your ass killed. Go vote. Ah, we must be strong. There is heavy banging of the drum versus dancing around the campfire. At the end of the day, guess who reigns supreme? Those who capitalize on fear. Because fear is the primal motivator to get shit done. Feeling good and safe does not. It makes you feel good and safe. So you feel like you don't have to do anything. Now, capitalize on that with an echo chamber that surrounds you, that propagates the idea of feeling safe, of democracy, of the majority vote counts, and we're all good people. Whereas the other echo chamber screams, Oh my God! The sky's gonna fall! Guess it's gonna be more reactive on the day of casting their vote, on the day of speaking their mind where it really matters. So it's a triple-up effect. The echo chamber propagated by social media, all varieties of social media. Those who understand how to exploit echo chambers and those who play the fear versus the safekeeping momentum that derives through that. So what do we make all of all of this? 
Honestly, I don't know because those echo chambers are not going to go away. I don't think there is a solution other than to stay intellectually vigilant and disseminate your message in the best way possible and listen to the other side and find common grounds. Whereas those who want us to object to one another are those who stand to reap the profits from our objections. Whereas they are pretty much chanceless if we actually communicate with one another and find common grounds and then make the best judgment call based on that. This is going to avoid a future disaster such as Trump. This is going to avoid a future disaster as the primaries were done on the Democratic side for Bernie Sanders. And any name that falls in line thereof. Just my take early in the morning on social media and echo chambers. There's an addendum to the echo chamber rant. Echo chambers have been around ever since we've learned to communicate in more than one-on-one -on -one communication, in small group communication, large group communication. We have created echo chambers. Of course, in previous times, those echo chambers were smaller simply because of our limited reach and ability to communicate over longer distances. Nowadays, with social media, echo chambers create themselves quicker, faster, more vast, without geographic boundaries. That Russian bots, for instance, can interject in echo chambers is a display of availability of technology. Now, bots, in that sense, is not an automated process. It is actually somebody sitting behind a keyboard playing a particular role that they get usually paid for to stir the pot, to enrich the echo chamber. So whereas one person could say that stirring the pot is of negative consequence, the other person would say, oh my God, this person is right because this is my echo chamber. Social media makes that possible. Therefore, when we really look at the very core quality of the echo chamber, social media indeed is the culprit. Now, not that they set out to do something maliciously, but human beings use the ability of technology that's given to us for malicious ways. Now, of course, there are plenty of good things that came from technology, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, any kind of charitable organization that has a page out there and is not up to no good, are usually of positive nature. But more often than not, we will find that social media is being abused with the wrong intentions. Bots stirring the echo chamber pitting one against the other versus finding common ground and applying the word and instead of versus. That is also an integral part of social media, of how we connect with one another. And those who capitalize on it, those who understand how to actually mine the echo chamber, those will come out ahead. That's not just limited to politics. This goes for business just as well. Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, again, yeah, my, usual, my usual punching bag, if you will. Vaynerchuk has an incredible echo chamber. It's all the hustlers and grinders. It's all those who already want to be in that chamber, who follow him, who propagate his message. Now, his message is one of positivity. I want to applaud that. But at the same time, 
it is an echo chamber nonetheless. Are there outliers in there who object to it? Of course, but they are the minority. Trump. Mostly an echo chamber, of course, propagated through Fox News, but then a ton of objectionists in there, which, interestingly enough, has a reverse psychology effect. We are pitted against one another instead of and. Because in no one's right mind, at least one who has the education above an amoeba, would condone Trump's conduct. Yet, for some reason, he gets away with it. Why? Because the echo chamber supports it. The echo chamber is refreshed by the conduct of versus instead of and. It's an interesting duality, if you will. But at very core, at the very core content, none of this is new. It's all been here before. We haven't evolved. Technology has. We haven't come around the corner discovering something new in mankind. Technology has given us the opportunity to be different. But not different as human beings, but different in the way that we actually talk to one another. Faster. More broadly, with more reach and more penetration. I admire people who decided to go on a news blackout. James Altucher, I think, did that. He just said, you know what? Fuck that. No more TVs. No more news media. I'm just done with it. I'm checking out. Tim Ferriss, I believe, did that too. News blackout. Commendable. Maybe we should all do that. And life, the world, would be more and instead of versus. Hello, Mr. Zeitgeist. I wanted to call in about this echo chamber. I believe we talked about this in the past. <clears throat> Some may argue the echo chamber is a sign of positivity in terms of your point of view. But I definitely can see the points you are making in the danger of no longer wanting opposition to your view. Instead, finding ways to always support your view. And uh, I liked how you talked about the verses, versus and in terms of talking about things in a discussion rather than in a combative form. And that um, element of fear playing a factor. Some compelling stuff. I want to call in with another part. Often myself, I fear a echo chamber in my views and even my station on anchor but I can't control what people have to say not in a sense of opposition but even in a sense of intimidation oftentimes I have seen people instead of saying something to me they will instead make a vague post and talk about the subject that I was talking about therefore reinforcing my echo chamber so if one would call it that. I'm always open to uh, different forms of discussion, but at the same time, uh, I passionately feel the way I do about things. So it can be perceived as a versus rather than an and discussion, but in my mind, it is an and discussion the whole time. Lastly, um, with the media and the fake news and the bots, Blind leading a blind, I guess. 
Um, it's unfortunate, but it's it's necessary, I think. This is why cults are formed and a lot of tainted church organizations and other religious sects. Um, sex as in S-E-C-T. They understand that people want to believe. But not many people want to know. They want to believe. I think those are two entirely different distinctions. So if you want to believe, I think you're going to be more passionate in believing versus I think if you want to know, you're going to want to know more than just one source of information. These are just my thoughts, though. Great topics to talk about, though, Mr. Zeitgeist. I bow to you. Duan, my friend, thank you for calling in from across the Mississippi. Echo chambers are dangerous in either way. Even when they're positive, they're dangerous because they present a closed-off system. They present a, I pat your back and you pat mine. Together we reinforce each other's beliefs, and even though those beliefs may be positive in nature, such as community development or volunteering or making your neighborhood a better place, growth is limited because you're not dealing with adversity, you're not overcoming an objection, you are in an echo chamber. Now, of course, much more emphasized on the negative scale of an echo chamber with Charlottesville, for instance, Nazi sympathizers or the KKK, the resurgence to some degree, or the absolute insistence that we have to have machine guns or semi-automatic weapons that can be modified to be fully automatic weapons. Those echo chambers where we reinforce each other's negative beliefs, which are erroneously seen as positive. I stand my ground. I am in my echo chamber. I'm right. Therefore, if you reinforce my belief, it's good, and I am good. Not recognizing that, on the whole, your echo chamber is bad. And one of the reasons why we fail to see this is because dialogue has died in the reinforcement and the encapsulating of echo chambers. Facebook is particularly good with that. They cater to our needs of being proven right. Nobody wants to be told that they're wrong, but we all like to know that we're right. So opposition is kept away from us. The problem with that is, without opposition, without adversity, without overcoming an objection, without considering a different point of view, growth is stifled or doesn't happen at all. Think back upon your greatest growth in your life. Not just you, but anyone who listens to that. The greatest growth in your life has come through overcoming an obstacle, an objection. As it is so often said in the business world, you fall on your face, you have to get up one more time, and then you'll grow. And the same is true for the echo chamber. You have to face objection. You have to face somebody who doesn't pat you on the back and say, Oh my God, you're so right. No, you have to handle that you're not right. And you have to adapt and you have to grow through that process. And it does not happen in the echo chamber. And that's why we have two camps now. Let's just call it the left and the right or the up and the down. We have very little common ground because we're reinforcing each other 
by kumbayas and we are so great in our belief systems. And the other side does the exact same thing. And somewhere in the middle, in no man's land, where growth actually happens, where we should come together and consider each other's opinion, there is a wasteland of intellectual tumbleweeds. That is our human shortcoming that is reinforced by social media which has picked up speed every damn day. And it's not going to stop until we, the collective, break out of our echo chamber and seek the other party, the quasi-opposition, to talk about what they believe in and hope that they have enough courtesy and an open ear to actually talk about what I believe in. And then we find ourselves in this aforementioned no-man's land. And we come to grow together. Now all this is almost the stuff of dreams at this point. Nonetheless, I do still have hope in humanity and in human beings altogether. That at some point, we're going to kick open the door of our echo chamber and look outside to see that there is a vast world outside of our own belief system, outside of our own indoctrination that I have to be right at all costs. Maybe one day. I would love to be part of it.